Babs, this shit crazy. Jimmy on a beat, boy. Hey, bang, bang, bums. This is Wednesday. We're just getting to the Super Bowl. Look, first off, we called it. So we're we going to keep call calling it. it. We're always just, calling just it. Just wait. I'm going to play the clip here for you in a second because I we, we called it and I called it even harder. So there's that. There's the Super Bowl. There's whether or not Matt Stafford's going to be a Hall of Famer, whether or not Aaron Donald's the greatest defensive player of all time. Richard Sherman said some heinous, heinous stuff about our boy Matt Stafford who we're going to war for all day today. All day. That's right, Andy. You were wrong Andy, about the Super Bowl. Were and we're here to let you know. We're here to remind you just put you on blast a little bit so there's that we're also gonna play a new segment called the hammer feud which is literally just family feud but I put my last name on the end of it we're gonna give you the top 10 Lions teammates of Matthew Stafford since y'all think that he was just he was the sole reason they were losing, losing. while they were in Detroit because he wasn't uh, was Aaron Rodgers really the league MVP? We'll give you that. And whether or not Cooper Cup should have been MVP, whether or not he should have been Super Bowl MVP, we're also going to give you lots of hope looking out for Joe Burrow and the Bengals because there's a lot to like. Yep. But we got a warning from our boy, a former Colts fan. And then also, was Jonathan Taylor robbed of Offensive Player of the Year? Maybe. And we got like the blockbuster deal of the year. Of the, in the, of NBA. the, of the past five years. Okay. So first thing before we do anything else, play the clip. I'm gonna make this game very, very close. I think it's a one possession game. I think we got what I said we're gonna get, which is gonna be a Matt Stafford comeback. I think this game really? is gonna, I think Matt Stafford puts this team on his that. shoulders. He says, this is the Cinderella story you've all been waiting for. Give me you're, some You're so that. sad that Tom Brady's gone. You're sad that Ben Roethlisberger's gone. Well, guess what? I've been I'm living in the head. shadows for too long. I'm the sheriff here. This is my house. I'm playing in SoFi. I'm winning the touchdown. I'm showing everybody that they were wrong about me, that I'm not a stat patter. I am a Super Bowl champion, and my name is Matthew Stafford. And put some respect on my name. All right. So... So we watched the Super Bowl, and, and I feel like the Super Bowl is going to take up pretty much everything Basically we talk everything, about today. As it should. As it should. But, like, did like I, I don't want to be selfish in this, so feel free to bask in the glory with okay. me. Oh, oh, bask oh I in the will. Glory. Trust me, we're, we're sitting out just basking in this in glory. In the glory. We're sitting on some lawn chairs basking glory in Glory rode up in this, boy. So, look... I, and I, I put it on Instagram because I, I, you asked me my prediction at the end of the podcast. Like we had two minutes left. You asked me my prediction. I said, dude, somehow, some way, I said, it is going to come down to, we said, we both said it was going to be a close game. We said it'd be a close game. Both did. And I just felt like I needed to go off for my boy. And I told you, I told you. I, I said this. There's no one since 2009 in the NFL with more fourth quarter comebacks than Matthew, Matthew Stafford. Stafford. And you put that on your story after the third quarter when they were down, what was it? Was it, um, uh, I'm trying to think, they won by, they were down like 10. Yeah. They, when they were down 10 going into the fourth quarter, you called it. I Called it. Just like in case in case you didn't know, in case you didn't hear the clip earlier, in case you didn't see my Instagram, literally like 
And it's not even like... We called this like beginning of the playoffs. We said Rams Super Bowl. We can't even take that much credit for it because it just has more to do with Matt Stafford Matt than it does like being a star. We just see what we everybody else did. Him. We just believe. We believe in that. We believe in frat, frat Matt. Matt. So yeah, so Matt Stafford did exactly what I told you he was gonna do. He did you what Dan O told you he was oh, gonna do. Papa Papa Dan. Our 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 I won't say what I was gonna say, but our man, He's our, our king, Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky, the GOAT. So, so where would you like to start? We have we have Super Bowl MVP, we have Aaron Donald, we have maybe this being one of the greatest playoff runs by a quarterback that we've ever seen. I think let's start there. Okay, let's start. Let's there. start from the beginning and work the way up. So yeah, we'll go from the very beginning of this of this Rams playoff run. Let's think about this. Matthew Stafford in one people were going off about Tom Brady. His first year, it's hard to get accustomed to a team. Everybody was saying Fair. that you don't know the offense well, and Sean McVay's offense is insane. Bruce Aarons is just throw the ball deep. Yep. Sean McVay is a savant. Yep. So, this is all I'm saying. It, this was just as hard, if not harder, than what Tom Brady did last year. Because here's why. He had to beat Tom Brady to get to the Super Bowl. So, in one season, one season with a competent owner, competent team, competent coach, competent GM, he has three, he meaning Matt Stafford, has three um, comeback victories, meaning game-winning drives at the end of the game. In the playoffs, three. Guess what Aaron Rodgers has? Two. In one season, Aaron Rodgers, how many seasons you gone in the playoffs? Basically, I think he's gone every year except for one when he was injured. Twelve seasons. So, this season, just the regular season alone was amazing. And what he did in the postseason was, I think, the greatest playoff run ever. I agree with Dan Orlovsky. Greatest playoff run ever by a quarterback, and it put him in the Hall of Fame. So... Let's just give everybody, in case you don't know, I'm just going to give you the yards, the touchdown, the interception, and the quarterback rating, okay? So January 23rd, they play at Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers, and because you know we, we have to D our boy Aaron Rodgers down. Always down. Every chance Every we chance. get. Because we have... I, we both used to be on the bandwagon. We are both on the train that's headed full steam for a full head-on collision with Aaron Rodgers' yes. bandwagon. We ain't on it anymore. Okay, so January 23rd, they play at Tampa Bay. Aaron, you were playing at home in Lambeau in the freezing cold against Cali against Boys. Jim, against and you Jimmy got your, And you got a nut slap. It was nut cutting time, and you didn't, you didn't cut. cut. All right, so January 23rd at Tampa Bay. Let's hear it. People want to say that Matt Stafford... Who was it that was saying Matt Stafford was a game manager? Who said that? It was someone in our comments. Yeah. Somebody's saying Matt Stafford is a game Stop manager. Stop it. And that's okay. a joke. So what what game manager do you know that against the defending Super Bowl champs, who also, yeah, they have the defending Super Bowl champs and they also have the greatest quarterback of all and time. And also, do you know what they did? What he did? What they did to Patrick Mahomes last year? In, yeah. in, in the Super Bowl? Do you know what he did to him back yeah. then? Yeah. Now yeah. let's hear these stats. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So January 23rd at Tampa Bay, 366 yards passing. Just, just That's probably more than Aaron ever even threw in the regular season. Like, just that's three, a fat just sack. Just 360. Just 360. Two touchdowns. Oh, uh, how many interceptions did he throw against um, the defending Super Bowl champs? Try zero. Uh, try, try zero. Okay. Literally, and 120... 
quarterback rating. Oh, so just, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, you know, all right, I guess. And and, One and, might and say. it wasn't a blowout. His defense like struggled with Tom Brady. Tom Brady threw his a, off- a his offense almost lost the game for him. Fumbles. Yep. Fumble Ruski over here. Exactly. Comeback and also comeback win. Clutch. Yeah, and Cooper Cup was on the other end of that because those boys are elite. Then you got, oh, they played, uh, oh, who's that? Oh, the San Francisco 49ers, the team who clapped Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's the team that beat Aaron? I think it was. Oh, oh, how many points did Aaron Rodgers have against them? I think, was it? Was it? Uh, was it also a goose egg? No, I think it was a field. I think he had a field goal. Oh against him. wait, but he doesn't kick field goals. Oh, does so he? he had zero. So he had zero? Oh, oh, Aaron. Well, well, Matt Stafford had three hundred thirty-seven yards passing, and uh, oh, looks like here he scored twelve points, which is exponentially more than Aaron Rodgers scored. And oh, and uh, yeah, so I'm not really sure what happened there, but two touchdowns, three hundred forty yards, one pick, but it's it's all right. Okay, and then, um. Oh, yeah, we forgot the time when we don't even need to talk about this because the, to me it almost mur- didn't the happen. Mur- the murdering of the Cardinals? Yeah, the one oh, where they yeah. hung Kyler Murray from the stake from in the town square. Literally in the town square, hung that boy. Yeah, I mean, he still had... People want to call him a game manager in that game. He had 200 yards passing, which I didn't guess is even okay. Need it. But that's basically he didn't like need 10 it. times what Mac Jones had all year. Mac Jones was a pro bowler. The just pea saying. shooter. Mac Jones pea Yeah. How is Mac Jones a I pro bowler? Know. Dude, this is a tangent, but how? Richard Sherman, this is going all over the place, but Richard Sherman said that Matt Stafford isn't a Hall of Famer because he only has one pro bowl. The pro bowl means nothing now. If Devin Duvernay and Mac Jones can be pro bowlers, my grandma could be a pro Who? bowler. Oh my gosh! Are you? Anybody? J- Justin Herbert and Mac Jones were the AFC quarterbacks. We for just the handing Pro Bowl. it out we're like just socialism. Them all out. Hey, we got handouts. Who wants to be a Pro Bowler? You want to be a Pro Bowler? You can be a Pro Bowler. Oh, perfect. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Give it to him like Oprah. So, and I guarantee a hundred percent of competent human beings in the world would say, "I'll take Matt Stafford over Mac Jones." Yeah. So don't give me this. He wasn't a Pro Bowler because. This year he should have been. That's what you want to hang your hat on? You want to hang your hat on Mac Jones? You let me know when Mac Jones wins the Super Bowl because I'm not even convinced he's winning you a playoff game in the next five years. But that's another conversation. Go ahead. So, yeah. Oh, and and guess what? That game where he had 200 yards passing, he was a game manager against the Arizona Cardinals who they were the last team, like they were the longest team undefeated in the regular season. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Guess what the quarterback rating was? Oh. Uh, it was uh, it was a 150, 154.5. Oh, that's a slight work right there. Yeah, that's a little bit of a three-piece, if you know what I'm saying. That's a, th- that's a five-piece, that's a six-piece chicken nugget right there. Okay, so Arizona, they clapped. It's not his fault he didn't have a full quarterback. Oh, and also, comeback. also look, 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 tell me a little bit more about the... Was that did, did I hear there's a game winning drive in that 49ers game as oh, well? And right there was one in the Tampa one, right? Oh, they're back to back weeks. Oh wait, and then, really? And then he went to the Super Bowl, and and I'm pretty sure he also had a fourth quarter. No, comeback, right? it couldn't be. Oh, but, but but it couldn't be. But that's not Hall of Fame material. It couldn't. No, be. because but he's a game manager. Yeah. He's, he turns the ball over. Yeah, too he throws much. way too many interceptions. He's and he's just not clutch. He's not. He's clutch. Oh, he's he's never had any individual talent to go to Pro Bowl. And he he only was doing those fourth quarter comebacks because they were always Cause they trailing because he was down. so bad. Because he was because right? so, he was throwing all those picks. Remember? Oh yeah. Because he was going against what team was it? Oh, the Packers oh, with oh, the loaded yeah. team that could only win how many Super Bowls was it again? How many does Aaron have? Oh. 
Uh, I think it's the same amount as Matt Ryan, and also it's one less than Jimmy G. Oh. 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 Really? Yeah. Now that's something right there. Yeah. But it's but but here's the thing though. But this is why, this is why Aaron Rodgers is. In the conversation for the goal, yeah, but yeah, Matt Stafford me. isn't even a Hall of Famer. Yeah, not even is a Hall of Famer. Because this is why. Let me tell you, is because he's got all those MVPs and Pro yeah. Bowls, all those individual statistics. And That's honestly, why, dude, MVPs are better than Super Bowl. Anyway. Honestly, they are, and Pro Bowls are basically equivalent to a Super Bowl. Yeah, dude. Like if you're Pro Bowl, like, like that's, you have achieved the you greatest have achieved football the great, award yeah. that there is to give. I mean, Mac Jones. You get one more Pro Bowl and you're in the Hall of Fame. Dude, yeah, bro. That's, I heard that's how it goes. If you have more than one Pro Bowl, I think you're right. And Richard, Sher- so Richard, because it's hard to make the Pro Bowl, huh? It really. So Richard Sherman, you are right. Thank you for having a podcast, Richard. We love you. But and wait, did he also? How many touchdowns did he have in the Super Bowl again? Oh yeah, that's right. I think he had three. Was it? Was it three? Really? I think it was. So how many did he have in the playoffs? Oh, let me think. Three, two, two, two. two. Oh, so, so you're telling me he had he had nine touchdowns in the playoffs in four games, and and he only had three interceptions. Three, nine to three. So that's and, three and to one, one of them was not even kind one of, of his was, fault. So nine to two, really, Brett? Huh. To, and man, and a Super Bowl, really? And and what's his record in the playoffs? Four and three? Yeah. And what's Aaron's? Eleven and ten? Could it be? I think, yeah. I think, uh, does he have a better record in the playoffs over the last ten years than in his whole career than Aaron Rodgers does in the last ten years? I I think he does. You're right. Man, so Aaron, but don't worry, because Aaron Rodgers, his, he's, his ball, his talent is what makes him. He's the greatest thrower of the football we've ever seen. Matt yeah. Stafford can't remember Brett. He can't do any of the things that Aaron Rodgers can do. Yeah, like dude. that no look pass that he did in the Super Bowl, maybe the greatest throw in Super Bowl history. That that was kind of just luck. It was Cooper Cup, dude. That's why it was so good because it was Cooper Cup, Brett. Hey, hey, can I can I tell you something about the Pro Bowl? This is because this is a prestigious yeah, award. Yeah, let me, let me hear. tell you about the Pro Bowl. Okay, so let me I'm give listening. You, let me Ears give you the, perking up. the best five players to ever make the Pro Bowl because these guys are all better than Matt Stafford. Oh yeah, yeah, Kay, yeah. Okay, so in two thousand. Elvis Gerback, who I don't even know how to say his last name because he was so elite oh, at quarterback. Elvis he Gerbeck. made a Pro Bowl, and guess what? He only threw for 2,400 yards that season with 14 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and didn't even throw 60%. <laughs> he threw 59%. <laughs> and guess what? Guess who else made the Pro Bowl? Who's a two-time Pro Bowler? Because he must be a Hall of Famer. Must be. Let's because hear. he won a Heisman. Hey, it's your boy Vince Young, who barely threw for... He barely threw for 2,000 yards that season. He threw for 2,025 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Oh! oh. Man, he must be. Richard Sherman, you're on to something. You must oh, know something about the Pro Bowl. You must know something about that Pro Bowl there. Oh, but guess what? Guess who else made a Pro Bowl? In oh. 2001, Cordell Stewart made the Pro Bowl. Guess what he had? He oh. had 2,100 yards passing that oh, year. 14 no. touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Get what this boy's completion percentage was. Almost not even 50%. <laughs> 49. It was 55. <laughs> he almost didn't even complete half his passes. Hey, he made a Pro Bowl, Pro though. Bowl. Pro Bowl. Hey, and he was four, He was a 70% or a 70 quarterback rating his whole career. Oh, oh but then we also have Titans quarterback Kerry Collins in 96 and oh. 2008 made a Pro Bowl. Oh. Guess hey, what? Let's go a little more recent. 
I'll give you two right here. Ready? Give it to me. One, two, three. Mitchell Trubisky. Yikes. Oh, where's where's Mitchell Trubisky at right now? Where where's he at? Oh. He's, he I think the, he's a backup, is he a backup quarterback. for the actual best quarterback in the league. Oh, oh, and how many Pro Bowls does Ryan Tannehill have? Tell me that. Uh, I think it's two. Is it two? Could it be? Really? I, I got to give you the cream of the crop though, cream? because this man also made a Pro Bowl. Oh, give he, it to he me. He made a Pro Bowl two years right before Matt Stafford entered oh, the league. Oh, give it to me. Oh, right guess now. what? Guess what? His average season. 18,829 yards. Oh, and that's almost 2,000. He had a 52% completion record. Oh, that's pretty good. Hey, guess what? He had a one-to-one touchdown to interception <laughs> race. Yeah. Call him a 30 for 30. A 30 for 30. Classic. He and Oh, yeah. His career record in the NFL was 16 and 18. Must have been a stud. Must have been a stud. Let's hear him. You got to be a legend to make the Pro Bowl, I guess. And Matt Stafford has certainly not thrown for the likes of 55% completion and, and a one-to-one and eight, touchdown. And 1,800 yards in a season. Uh-huh. Try, a, try the playoffs he threw for 1,800 yards, bub. Yeah, go home. Literally, it, like, if you don't think... So... Uh, like I'm trying to think where we where where we go with this. So I let's let's do the Super Bowl. Let's break down the Super Bowl and then let's go to the. Aaron we basically are, yeah we already deed down Richard Sherman. Yeah, argument. you're, you're at not Richard smart. Sherman. You're not smart. My this is my only because uh, unless you still want to have the you still want to have the Matt Stafford Hall of Fame conversation. Are you good? I'm good. I, he's okay. Hall of Fame. I think we established he's Hall. This of is all easily. Fame. Let's not get caught up in tomorrow before today's over. Yeah. All, look. He's probably going to be a Hall probably. of Famer. Probably. If Ben if, Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers are Hall of Famers, he's a Hall Eli of Famer. If Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer, then he's a, he's Hall, a Famer. Hall of Famer. And here's the thing. He's 33. He's got at least four more years. He can have a Hall exactly. of Fame career just with the Rams alone. What did I tell you last week? I told you he's 12th all-time in passing yards. Probably going to pass John Elway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John Elway, who went to five straight Super Bowls. Yeah, not that good. Not that good. Okay. So, please go home. So, 12th on the all-time touchdowns list and 12th on the passing, passing yards list. And don't give me that he throws more interceptions than he led the league in interceptions this year. Because guess what? The all-time NFL leader in interceptions is who? Brett Favre. Brett Favre. And oh, where is he I think at he, again? He got is a gold jacket. Ohio? He's in Canton. Is he in, I didn't know he was in Ohio. He must be. Really? But, but no, he can't be because can't he led be. the league in interceptions. Led the league. Oh, but here's the thing. Matt Stafford is a game manager. That's yeah, why he doesn't right, throw interceptions. Right. Just a game manager that happened to, you said 12th all time yeah. in touchdowns and, yeah. and passing yards? Playing for one of the worst franchises, maybe yeah. the worst franchise arguably, yeah. one of the worst in all of sports. Yeah, and can you tell me one other receiver that he was throwing to? Besides Calvin Johnson, I think that guy other. who works for NFL Network that or that guy on CBS that morning show, I think he might have oh. used to play. He maybe so, used to play receiver. Yeah, maybe like kind of name is like a color or something yeah, like, like that. Like Nate something. I think yeah. So like pretty much anybody could just play receiver Basically, for the Lions yeah. back in the day. So yeah, all I'm saying is look. If Ben Roethlisberger, because this is what I bet y'all don't know. Every single person who's listening to this probably thinks Ben Roethlisberger deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I, I agree. agree. I agree. Guess what? Do you know how many Super Bowl MVPs Ben Roethlisberger has? Zero. Zero. Oh, well, he must be really good. He must have had, like, league MVP, right? Do you know how many league MVPs oh, he has? he had zero. He had zero. He was never considered the best in the league. Oh. At Richard Sherman. So, so you're telling me he never had a season where he was the best quarterback in the league, but... 
he's going to the Hall of Fame. And, and the reason that? that people want to keep Matt Stafford out of the Hall of Fame is because they're saying there was never a season where he was the best quarterback in the league. Um, well, you tell me this. You ask me right now if you're Aaron Rodgers, if you'd rather have a Super Bowl trophy or if or you'd rather MVP. have a regular season MVP. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean squat. Nobody's taking an MVP over a Super Bowl trophy. My thing with Matt Stafford is, look, like I, if this, if it ended today, if his career ended today and he never played football again, I don't. It would be hard be to put cl- him in. It'd it be, would be close. close. It'd be close. It'd be close. Um, but I still think like he's not going. He has no signs of decline. Yeah, zero. Yeah, actually, this might be the best we've ever seen him. And the Rams never have to develop young players because they trade away all of their draft picks because they're picking at the end of the first round anyway. So they always have studs. He's always going to be protected. McVay loves him in this yeah. offense. Loves like Matt Stafford. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's on pace to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think that's the only argument story. that we have to have. Yeah, end of story. But I do think it's worth noting. So let's actually get to the Super Bowl because... We're gonna have a chub for Matt Stafford for, for the next a long time. Yeah, for for as long as we record this podcast to the end of the night, like we're gonna have a chub for Matt Stafford for a long time. But let's so uh, let's do it. Let's start here because I think this is a, a thing a lot of people are upset about. And you just give me your take straight off the bat. Do you feel like officiating played too big of a role in how the Super Bowl ended? In so well, let me ask the question. If okay. you're, let me rephrase and ask if that's how you're intending it. Okay. It did officiating play too big of a role in the Rams win? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Did the officiating cause the Rams to win the football game? No, not a chance. Okay. Then no, 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 let me go off about this. Okay. All of Bring you Bengals me. fans or or Joe Burrow fans, who I am by the way. Yeah, we're Joe that, Burrow that fans. Who said? That 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 Logan Wilson PI or holding that's what it was was holding against Cooper Cup blew the game one it wasn't a blatant call I don't think it was PI but it was close it wasn't clean it wasn't clean like it was probably a no call but it, there was at least something there to be called yep. and there was contact yep. so do I think it was a no call yes also did they have was that a second or third down. I think it was I think it was third because if they didn't get that they were gonna yeah. have to kick the field goal on fourth. Yeah, so it was fourth down. So they still had fourth down. It yep. wasn't to end it. But then the other PI in the end zone on Eli Apple, that wasn't that was PI. It was obvious. It was obvious. Now, so let me tell you this, Sir yep, Brett. Give it to him. So so Rams so second half starts, okay? Kay. First play. 75-yard touchdown to T. Higgins on Jalen Ramsey. So you're telling me a number two receiver came up and just three-pieced... Just three-pieced him. The the best best quarterback in the the last ten years. Now, now let me tell you this. When I saw it at first, the way the camera angle was, I I don't know if this happened to you or anybody else, but I just saw Jalen Ramsey fly. They, like, cut off half their bodies. I saw Jalen Ramsey fly... And then I saw just T. Higgins wide open catch the ball. And, it and I was like, weird. and I told, we had a big party at the house. And I was yelling at everybody. I was like, I want to see that in a replay. Because Jalen yeah. Ramsey does not just do that. And then, oh, what does that look like? T. Higgins grabs my man by the face mask and throws him to the ground for a 75-yard touchdown. Tell me officiating. 
Without that, the Rams would have blown them out of the water. The Bengals the, didn't have a lot no, of momentum. No, so, so, so listen to this. Listen to this, Brett. This blew my mind. Take that play out of the picture. I think Joe Burrow played well. If you take that out, he had 150 yards passing. And zero touchdowns. 150 yards passing. And they had... Without that 75 yards, they had, I think, 50 yards of offense in the second half. The Bengals did. So, Bengals fans, don't tell me anything about officiating because you got probably the biggest missed call in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Like, it, a 75-yard touchdown that shouldn't have even been a, a, a catch? Like, don't even tell me about that. You got a gift. My issue with it is... the the, the, the Here's the deal with officiating. You can put, like... You once you cut hair off, you can't put it back on. But you can cut it slow and decide that you want to keep cutting. Yeah. So like you can throw the flag and then take it back. You can do the work afterwards. Yeah. But if you don't throw the flag, you can't put it back on afterwards. The exactly. damage is already done. Already done. Toothpaste is out of the bottle. So my thing in that situation is, if you're a referee, you have to see that and go. I didn't maybe didn't see it because it was was, so awkward. Exactly. How in the heck did Jalen Ramsey get bodied? You gotta understand the context of it. Exactly. If he was a rookie receiver or a something like okay, or I mean if he was a rookie corner, maybe like But why is he on the ground? Like why did he just all of a sudden dive forward like before the ball came? Exactly. That doesn't happen. And PI, because you and I both play DB, like PI is one of those things where sometimes it's a very subjective call. Yes. Because and and sometimes honestly, some refs it's a foul and some refs it's not. And because that's it fun. just that's the nuance. Exactly. Of the game. And sometimes hand fighting's okay, sometimes it's not. Hand fighting is completely subjective depending on who the referee is making the call. Yeah. A face mask is one thousand percent objective. Yes. It doesn't matter how doesn't you do matter. it. As soon as you get your fingers on those face masks, it is automatically, automatically a penalty. Yep. And I would have. Been That's a- basically the one thing that there's no subjection no, to. No. Yes. It's a guarantee. As soon as you can maybe touch a face mask, you can touch yep. it. As soon as there is a grabbing of it, which obviously there was. Instant flag. Yep. Instant. And again, you throw the flag because if you're wrong, you can pick it up and say, hey, that's our bad. But, it, it, and it wasn't, it, it, again, it's not subjective in the fact of like what would have happened. Like they guaranteed scored because of it. And we don't know if they score without it. They wouldn't. So, and I'll tell you this, they wouldn't have. Prob- the way that game was going, they're probably not. And, and here's the thing. They can't say anything. There was, I think, three penalties called all game. Yeah. One well, no, and there was only them there's were only both on Cooper Cup at the end. Yeah, like actually, I think there's only two. There's only two, and they're both on them at the end. Which and there was one huge blown call. You can't say that it, especially with the way officiating has like what you look at some of these Saints games over the past few years. Like, oh my, that, like the NFL doesn't want to be the reason that an egregious penalty was missed. Yeah, because again, you can throw the flag and take it back. I think. I don't believe in makeup calls usually, but when you miss that one that gave a 75-yard touchdown that also led to a a significant grant of momentum, oh, yeah. then I'm and and here's the other thing, I haven't watched the all 22 film and I'm not going to pretend like I have, but you and I both know there was no like they were holding Cooper Cup all, all game thing. long, yes. especially when Odell went out. Yep. So, I'm sure I mean, Eli Apple definitely P.I.'d 
uh, Cooper Cup in the second time. Definitely. Wasn't even close. And then Cooper Cup just pieced him. Yeah. Like, and also, here's another thing. They threw two touchdown passes. Remember the offsetting penalties that they yep. had? And that should have been targeting. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. They blasted they, him. And that's two big missed calls. Because yep. targeting like that, that would be another half the distance to the goal. Yep. And he's Guaranteed out. Guaranteed first down. Guaranteed first down and he's out. So, yes. I don't even... And if that would have happened, they probably wouldn't have even given the Bengals a chance to get the ball. They would yep. have milked it down and scored. Exactly. A hundred percent. And so, you have to look at it and say, like, the the call that they made didn't significantly affect the game. Because here's the thing. Cooper Cup, like, let's give Cooper Cup his props for two seconds. I've seen Cooper Cup do just about everything, yes. but it's so hard. Like, if people who never played receiver like this, like you don't, maybe you don't know, but like the goal line fade is so so tough. Yeah, and it really only works if you have a mismatch in size. Yeah, and if you don't have that, you don't throw. Like you don't throw like, the goal like line. If, fade. Like if you have a Calvin Johnson yeah. or a Des Bryant, because That's, you know where the ball is going. Or a Travis going. Kelsey. Exactly. Like you can throw that because there's so much. Physically bigger. Yes. Speaking of that, okay, Cooper Cooper Cup MVP. Yes, no. I, the hard thing is, is it's like you ask me who should have won it: Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. My answer is yes. Yeah. Like, there's not fair point. I don't know that you can split it. I like I like I don't think that that feels right. I don't think you can split the award. Um. I, I'm happy. Look, I'm happy Matt Stafford got his Super Bowl. Yeah. Aaron Donald's won a defensive player of the year is out the galore. Like, there's no we're not gonna forget And here's the thing, none of those guys care. Like yeah. they just care that they won. No one actually cares if they get the Super Bowl. But MVP. they're now like Aaron Donald's legacy is cemented in history. Yes. Matthew Stafford's legacy is gonna be cemented in history. Cooper Cup deserves this award because now, because the the season he had topped off by a Super Bowl MVP, he now has cemented his season as legacy. And so I feel like for all three of them, he Cooper Cup needs more to be remembered because he's a small white wide receiver. And I think he's now going to be remembered because he won that award. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, if he doesn't score that touchdown, it doesn't matter what Aaron Donald does afterwards. Yeah. Like, he, everybody knew, and this is the thing that people, I don't know that they get, Everyone in their grandmother knew the ball was going to Cooper Cup because it, exactly, did. and that's what yeah. champions do. When everyone knows the ball is going to you, it's running through you, and you like Kobe was this way. Everyone knew Kobe was getting the ball at the end of the game. You could have put all five guys on him, and, he's and sometimes still they did, it. and he's still shooting it, and he's still winning it, and that's what champions do. Yeah. So to me, I don't know how do you feel about it. To I, me, it's a, I, I think I, Cooper Cup. I I agree for a different reason, and this is why. I think, especially when you have three dot like three all-time performances, Aaron Donald, two sacks and a million QB hits, Matt Stafford, great game, three touchdowns, one pick, and then Cooper Cup, two touchdowns. This is what I'll say. If you take them out of the game, do they still have a chance to win? But and quarterback is kind of misconstrued in this, but I don't think Matt Stafford wins it. So say Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup, if you take them out, do they still have a chance to win? I don't if, think so. If you take Cooper Cup out of the game, especially with Odell and Robert Woods out, they don't have a prayer. Not they don't they don't even have a prayer. Yeah. 
So that's why I think Cooper Cup wins it. I think all their legacies, especially Aaron Donald's, got cemented. Now, speaking of that, does that make Aaron Donald, with those two, because he had two closeout, basically sacks. I'll call it a sack because both of them were sacks. The Niners and then this one. Two closeout sacks, two walk-off sacks, which never happens. Is he the best defensive player of all time? So here's the issue. We got to stop giving up what we want later for what we want right now. So we want to anoint Aaron Donald, and I'm in this case, but we want to anoint Aaron Donald right now as the greatest defensive player who ever lived. And I understand the sentiment for that because he is the definition of a home wrecker. Just ruins your entire blocking scheme as an offensive line. My issue is this. He's not even close to the all-time sack leaders. Not even close. Bruce Smith has 200, and Reggie White has 198. Aaron Donald doesn't even have 100 yet. That I will say this, though. He's a D-tackle. No, I agree with you, but I'm, uh, I, I go, but I'm saying even look at tackles for loss. Like I'm not saying he's not good, and I think the game is different than what it used to be. I think Bruce Smith and Reggie White were ahead of their time. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's fair because I think this is a product of the world that we live in. We live in a world that is so focused on instant gratification that we're willing to grant Aaron Donald, greatest defensive player who ever lived, before he finishes out the rest of the season. And my issue with that is, so we're just going to disregard what Bruce Smith and Reggie White and these boys did and LT did for the longest time. Like, to me, that's, that's unfair, it's preposterous, and it's a little bit asinine to say, well, we're projecting Aaron Rodgers is gonna or Aaron Donald's gonna be here, so we'll just give him the title now instead of actually watching out. Because what would have happened if we would have said that with JJ Watt when JJ Watt looked like he was the greatest defensive thing who ever lived? You know what I'm saying? JJ Watt fell off, and I'm not saying Aaron Donald's going to, but I'm just saying let's sit and watch the rest of this so that he can do the longevity and the work necessary to be in the conversation with Bruce Smith, with Reggie White. So you're saying he's LT. not even number two? I... You better watch yourself right now. He's easily, easily, not even debatable top five. The, and, and I'm not saying... I, look, I'm not saying I can't be convinced that he's not number three or even number two. Mm. But I just don't think... Look, of my lifetime, greatest defensive player of my lifetime, easily... And I didn't grow up watching Bruce Smith or Reggie White, so like I can't really speak to that. But I do want to give those boys their props just based off of what they did. This is just a side note, so let me finish before you leave or before you start. So there's the whole thing about he's retiring. Let me translate that to English for all of you. He's not retiring. He's not even thinking about retiring. He's Because here's the first reason that I know, and this has nothing to do with my argument. He has a $55 million option if he picks it up and plays this year. So if he retires, he's given up on $55 million. I don't know a lot of human beings who have enough cash to give up $55 million. Here's the second thing. He wants a, he just wants a contract re-up. That's all this is. This is him trying to play a bluff. And, I, and, and the Rams aren't buying it. Les Snead has already said I'm not buying it. My only issue is, Aaron, I understand you're worth the money, but if you want to keep running the Super Bowls, you got to understand what Tom Brady taught every single player in the league and that that's you have a certain cap limit if you want to win Super Bowls. But you tell me, 
where is Aaron Donald for you as of right now? Not projection, not somewhere down the line. I'm talking about right now, today, three-time Defensive Player of the Year winner and Super Bowl champion Aaron Donald. Where is he right now? Well, to me, there's not even a, there's not even a question where he's at. No debate. He is number two all time, easily. Like not even so not even batting an eye. LT's number one. All right. But there's he is, and here's the thing. I think he'll catch him. I I legitimately think in the next five years, Aaron I Donald. Hope so. Like I know he will because, and I'll, let me tell you why. Let's uh, only let tell me, you why. Let me just quick. say this real quick. Just this is just this is a disclaimer. He's the greatest interior defensive lineman who ever lived. Easily, it's not that. That's like, not even like we're not like Bruce Smith, Reggie White, and LT were all. LT was kind of a linebacker, yeah. low key. Like he was like a Michael Parsons type. He was Parsons a Von Miller. Yeah, he moved around a lot, and then Reggie White or Reggie White and Bruce Smith were edge rushers. So Aaron Donald's the greatest DT who ever lived. So so let me ask you this: Is it easier to get a sack from defensive end or rusher being an edge? Yeah. Or defensive tackle? No, you yes right. Yes or no. And yes edge, or no. rusher. edge rusher. Edge rusher. Easy. Okay, that's all I need to know. So really, only got one side so, so, so really, sack statistics don't need, don't, like they, they don't matter in this conversation. It's strictly upon impact on the game. Now, Fair. is there? So he has more impact than I think maybe any player in the league, quarterback, anything. So let me also tell you this: he changed the way. Football is played. It used to be you get pressure from the edges. Now, if you look at the style of play that we're seeing, you're seeing Danico Autry from the Tennessee Titans. You're seeing DeForest Buckner. You're seeing all these Jeffrey boys, Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons, and where all they, where are they all coming from? Up the from middle. the interior, because people realized how elite. Aaron Donald was that you can't step up in the pocket to stand tall and make the throw across the middle. You gotta slink back or come around the back of the pocket, and that's when you get sacked. So that's why I'm saying Aaron Donald is easily number two. He changed the just like LT did. He changed the way the game is played. Everyone saw the prototype, and he is also the most physically dominant player I've ever seen, more than LT. If you look at the way he manhandles grown men that are larger than him, he says, oh, no, sorry, there's 700 pounds, two men in front of me. I'll just move you out of the way real quick. Let me just sit you down right in front of Patrick Mahomes. Second best play, second best defensive player of all time. No question. Sorry, Reggie White. Sorry. Okay, so let's, let me just give stats real quick because I did say, okay, so Aaron Donald has 98 sacks. Bruce Smith has 200. This is where I, I'm not going to say I'm eating my words a little bit, but I'm just going to like give the people the truth because I am a man of the truth. And when I, I'm not, again, I'm not even wrong. So it's not like I'm calling myself out for being wrong. Here we Bruce go. Bruce Smith, 200 sacks. Aaron Donald, 98. Okay. Tackles for loss. Bruce Smith had 41. Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald has, has over 150. Yep. Don't even, don't even get me started. I'll, Impact on the game. It was so fun to watch that Super Bowl because people want to say, well, where's Von Miller? Like, he looks washed. Why isn't getting sacks? He played well. If you watch that game, there were a lot of times Von didn't get a sack, but his speed caused that right side to be absolutely wide open because the tackle was chasing him. Yep. And so he opened up that entire edge, 
and that allowed Aaron even, Donald. I think he had a sack. He did, but I'm just saying, like, people are like, why didn't he have more? No, yeah, Aaron, and, yeah. Von Miller had a good game as well. He's a closer. He he proved he proved his worth. Okay, so so I think we've hit everything there is. That we're gonna hit Joe Burrow. Yeah. We've hit everything that there was to hit as far as the Super Bowl goes. Yeah. Whether it was officiating, Super Bowl MVP, all that fun stuff. Are you ready to play the Hammer Feud? Yep. Let's go. Okay. So here's the rules. Um, it's it's not really a family feud because just you playing against. Against the list that I have developed and I have all the answers. Let's and as soon as we get a producer and we get better things figured out, we can have game show music pumping. Game in. show, baby. But this is what we're going to do. I'm going to give this to you right now, all right? So I have developed, and I actually didn't. Um, I, I took a list that was made by, I can't remember what the website is. It's like a, it, it was a, it's a, it's a reputable sports website that you've probably read articles from before. And I can't remember what it's called for the life of me. They went through and ranked the top 10 or the top 20 Lions players over the last 20 years. Out of that list, I took the 10 that were the best that played with Matt Stafford. Now, disclaimer, this list, um, the, the list that I have does not include Calvin Johnson because they had the audacity, yeah. the <laughs> unmitigated goal. <laughs> I had what to say. What does that it. even mean? Okay. I hear, dude, Stephen A says that all the time, and I'm like, what are you even saying? Dude, sometimes I think he just makes, makes up, up words. words. He's he like, does. The amalgamation of amalgamation of, 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 of gold. Yeah, exactly. He'd be throwing out like Lord of the Rings Sanskrit out here. That's true. Okay, so. So Calvin Johnson's not on this list because he's literally so obvious. I mean, I'll let you guess him. I'll just let you guess him for honor's sake, but like we we know that Calvin Johnson. Obviously, Johnson's no, he's not. One. He, yeah, it's not even like kind of close. Okay, so you have ten guys on this list. Dude, I don't even know if they have ten guys. I remember their name. And I, there's, uh, let's see, there's two guys on here, three guys on here. Who I genuinely like have never heard their name before. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah. I might okay. okay so let me go. So I'm gonna give you. I'll give you four or five wrong guesses depending on how well you do. And you're gonna get so like the number one one you're gonna get one point, and the number ten one you'll get ten points. Okay, so is Calvin Johnson not on this? Calvin list? Johnson's or not on the list. Did you input him? No, he's not on the list because like. I, I, you know what? Sure. I'll give you a point for Calvin Johnson. You Boom, can have perfect. a point for Calvin Johnson. So go. he's worth one point because literally so obvious. Okay, so Calvin Johnson, you got right. Okay. Am I good to go? You're good to go. Let's hear it. Um, Golden Tate. Golden Tate comes in at number five. He's the fifth best teammate of... So the reason we're playing this game, let me just preface this real yeah. quick, is because everyone wants to blame Matt Stafford for the being the reason that they were losing in Detroit. First of all, if that's the case, then you tell me this. The Texans have been bad for a while, right? <coughs> They've been bad for a while. Yep. Yeah, well, guess what? Deshaun Watson last year, they went, uh, I think they won like four or five games. Four games, I think. Uh, guess what? Uh, you know what? He was he led the league in passing yards last oh, year. Oh, did he? But but Deshaun Watson, he must be the reason the Texans are must losing. Be, huh? Must be the reason. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're, you're right. Yeah. You're so right, that's right. all I'm saying. People want to give Matt Stafford so much crap, and we're gonna play a game right now. You're gonna play at home, trying to guess who's on this list, just to find out that there was absolutely no one relevant who he even had to throw to besides Calvin Johnson, or that was even on the team. Like there was literally no one to play with. 
Okay, so right now there's there's eleven guys on this list. You got Calvin Johnson. You got Golden Tate. Now keep in mind. Wait, wait. Who's the other one? I got Golden Tate and Calvin Calvin Johnson. Johnson. Those only two you got. Okay. So keep in mind, not all of these guys play offense. There's there's no. But I'll also tell you there aren't any offensive linemen on this list. Okay, that. So you don't have to guess that they're all either defensive players. Yeah, because we know that offensive line sucks. Yeah, it does. So none of those boys could even be a top twenty player from the Lions or whatever. And if you can't be a top twenty player from the Lions, you're bad. Yeah, you're bad, bad. You got work to do, son. Okay, let me. Um. And Dominican Sue. Dominican Sue is on the list. I'll give you a hint. There's one special teamer on this list. Oh my gosh. And he's actually a guy that you know. He is someone that you know. Do I have to know. Okay, well, I'll, I'll think about him. I'll and you back. got a computer. Like, you can look stuff up. Okay, okay. Just okay. I'll find the list that I use. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find um, okay, so right uh, now Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is on the list. Marvin Jones comes in at number nine. You have nine points for Marvin Jones. All right, so, so far, you're four for four. You have Marvin Jones at number nine, Golden Tate at number five, Nadamakin Sue at number one, and Calvin Johnson at number one. And again, I'm not equivocating Nadamakin Sue and Calvin Johnson, but they're both so obvious yeah. that they, they're they both only worth one point. Okay, Um. I know there's another D-lineman. I think he was a member of the church. I, there, unless he's this guy, which I don't think he is, I don't think there's any more defensive linemen on this list. Is there any linebackers? There are linebackers. Oh, just kidding. You're right. There is one white defensive player, or one white defensive lineman. And if you get his name, I'll be really, really shocked. One white defensive lineman. I've never heard of this guy before. He played football. Was he a D end or D tackle? He's a D end. What? Because I was gonna say like Ziggy Ansaw, but obviously not oh. him. Is he on there? Ziggy Ansaw is on the list. Oh, there you he's go. He's not this guy though. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Ziggy Ansaw is on the list. Okay, yeah, Ziggy Ansaw, because he's a member. Yeah. Okay, Ziggy Ansaw. I don't know. I'm okay. I looked up some random a white dude. Okay, so there's Nick about- Fairley. Nick Fairley is not on the list. I don't even know who that is. Neither do I. I All right. So I'll give you five. Since you got so many right, I'll give you five chances to get one right. What am I at right? How many? Okay, you've only gotten one wrong so far. Right now you have Calvin Johnson one, Dominican Sue one, uh, Golden Tate number five, Ezekiel Ansah number six, and Marvin Jones Jr. is number nine. So I got five. Mm -hmm. Is there a majority defensive players? Um, There are no offensive players left. You, you got all three. Oh my Marvin Jones Jr., Golden Tate, and Calvin Johnson. And don't even try and act like Calvin that Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, Jones Jr. were even, world beaters. No, they were he, number two. Matt Stafford just had to throw to somebody. So, oh, my word. Throw to anybody. Throw to anybody. Try that. Oh, look, all we got to do is put three dudes on Megatron, and then they're, yeah, no one else can do anything. Um, I, Did Darius Slay start his Career Darius, there. Is it Darius Slay, Slay. Is that a guess? Yes, I'll take Darius Slay. Okay, Darius Slay is number two on this list. Okay, I believe that. Okay, so you got Darius Slay. So right now you have one, two, you have four guys left. One of whom you definitely know. The second one you might kind of know. The net last two will literally be shot. One shots I in the definitely dark. know. Um, one of them I might not even take on the list because Oh, oh, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. He's still on the list. 
I spelled his name wrong. See, now I don't even... I don't know. Matt Prater? Matt Prater is on the list. Matt Prater, number yes. three. You know, oh, my gosh. It, you know it's bad when the third best player you played with was your kicker. Yep. Are you kidding me, Detroit? That's what we're saying. And, yeah, just in case you're wondering, Barry Sanders isn't on this list. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, so, I got three more. Yes, and they're all defense. Oh, my gosh. Um, two of them are safeties, and the third safeties. one might I be a know safety. they even had a safety. Yeah, exactly. Gosh, are they that bad? Uh, oh, just kidding. And then there, there's two safeties, and one's a linebacker. Okay, I just looked at their linebackers, and I did Oh, just kidding. You have four guys left. Sorry. Okay, so I looked at their linebackers, or no. I looked at, like, DNs, and I recognized a name. Is Cliff Averill on there? Cliff Averill is not on this list. Dang it. I don't think he played in, in Detroit long enough to have, like, he wasn't good when he was in Detroit. Okay, so you have three guesses left. If you get them, I'll literally be amazed. If, yeah, I'm not going to put any, like, tattoos or self-harm or anything rowdy on the line for this, but if you get these last, how many you have left? You have... Four left. If you get if you get all of these right, like I will. Okay, I will I, I'll just let everyone know. I looked this up, so don't and no one think I'm a god. Glover Quinn. Glover Quinn is on the list. <gasps> Your I, boy's name is Glover. I don't even know. Is Glover? Who? Like, let me hold on. Let's look up. Give. Let's. I feel like I heard his name before. He intercepted 19 passes during five in five years. Oh, he had two touchdowns in his career. He was oh oh nice. Guess where this is? This is how you know the Detroit Lions have quality GM. You know where he was drafted in the fourth round. Guess where he went to school? Where? Guess, guess. You can't even guess because you won't get it right. He went to Southwest Mississippi Community College. Oh, my And he God. was drafted in Are the fourth kidding? round. Are There's you... boys from Georgia who get drafted in the seventh round. Are you kidding me? He went to Southwest. I promise you, this is a Thanks, real college. Lover. Southwest Mississippi Community College. Thanks, it is a real lover. school. Oh, my God. If you get the rest of these right, I will buy a Southwest Mississippi Community College football shirt. Perfect. Okay, I looked up another safety. Is it Louis Delmas? Who the how the heck you even get that? Yeah, Louis Delmas is on the list. I don't know who he is, but he's on I've the list. I've never heard that. I'm looking at this article or something, and they don't even. You might let me see the article you're looking at right now, because you might have used the list. Oh no, that's not the list I came up with. Okay, so now you have two guys left. What are they? Uh, one is a defensive end, and I believe the other is a linebacker. Yeah, one's a linebacker, one's a D-end. Linebacker? Yup. One played football at Wisconsin, and the other played football at Nebraska. Again, one's a defensive end. DeAndre Levy? DeAndre Levy is on the list! Yes! I don't know who he is. <laughs> he looks like if Keenan Allen had a really just like jacked older brother, but hey. DeAndre Levy is on the list. It says he, I think he only played like a couple seasons. Yeah, exactly. Of course. But it's all right. He's a top 20 Lions player of the last 10, 20 years. And then the other one's a D-end. Yep. I don't even know. (laughs) Good luck. I 
I. Stephen Tullock? No. Who is it? You got one more guess. Tahir Whitehead. No, I'll literally give you one more guess. I'm running out of guesses. I don't even know if this many people have played for the Lions, to be honest. I don't. I've literally guessed all the DNs I know. Um, Dominic Rayola. Nope. All right, so I don't have to buy the Southwest Mississippi Community College Dental College of Zimbabwe. Dental College of Zimbabwe. Yeah, I don't have to buy that shirt, but. His name is Kyle Dale Vanden Bosch. Oh my. That's just as bad. I don't even know who he is. Thanks, looked, Kyle Dale Vanden Bosch. He got Bosch. a big, big ass head. Like a big, big head. Looks like a toe up top. But, uh, Gosh. yeah. So, that's basically what we learned from that. Is Matt Stafford's career in Detroit was what we would call Deborah Singh. Deborah Singh. Not Deborah Song. Debra Song. Or Brenda Song. Debra Sing. Debra Sing. Depressing. Okay. So, yeah, if you're still at the end of this exercise and you believe that Matt Stafford was the problem with Detroit, I encourage you to seek help. And after that, please just jump in a lake. Yep. Just jump in a lake. And I'm not even that concerned if you come back, but just, just jump in just a lake. Just go. Just go. You need to get yourself right because you're obviously not. Of course. All right, then. So I, I want there's one thing I did want to say. Okay. And I heard this and watching it it gave me so watching the past two games for the Bengals have has given me PTSD. Interesting. Give it so it's giving me PTSD. I'm a Colts fan for context. Yep. So those of you who don't know, the quarterback that has kind of led us into this spiral of quarterbacks that we've had is Andrew Luck. Yep. Andrew Luck was maybe the, like Trevor Lawrence, people call him the next Andrew Luck. Yep. The most highly touted draft pick out of college was amazing for his first four or five years. Yep. Like he took a no-name Colts team to the AFC Championship on his back, and he would get hit so much, just as bad as Joe Burrow. And guess what? He retired two and a half years ago because he mentally, mental health, could not take it. He had so many concussions that his mental health was at stake and his physical health was in such a decline. So I am begging the Bengals, go out and get at least... Two free agents. Your left tackle isn't bad. Go get two free agents. Get a good right tackle. Your get right a guard. Bad. Your right guard is also Yeah, smart. get a guard and a tackle and go draft two. Get all, all new pieces across that line and protect your investment because Joe Burrow's life is at stake. The beautiful thing about the Cincinnati Bengals is all of their stars are on contract. rookie deals. Yep. And if you... If you if people get nothing else from listening to us, it's look with your money. the whole game. The game is about money. If you yep. spend your money the right way, you can if, like just money ball it, dude. Money you spend your money game. the right way, you can build championship teams. Look at teams that have not had success in the past twenty five years. Oh, do you know any? Let's think of one. Huh, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys? How much do they pay their running back? More than they should. How much do they pay their 
Maybe number two receiver. More than they should. How should they pay Highest their, paid in the league. How should they pay their quarterback who's maybe not even top ten? Oh, yeah. Um, way too much. Highest in the league. If you learn nothing else from us, be smart with your cap. The game literally we can be literally boiled be down to money. We could literally no, we literally could. We could dude, run a team. We, we could, could run, we could run the league. We honestly. could do. We could run the Lions, bro. We could we could help. We could get the Lions to the playoffs. All I'm saying is, I know. Even my grandma knows. You don't take the boy from Southwest Mississippi Dental College in the fourth round and give him a seventy million dollar contract. That's probably what they gave him too. Probably. They're like, hey, we don't even need a left tackle because yeah. we got. Louis Delva, was that his name? Louis, De- Louis Delvis, Delvis, the GOAT himself. Gosh. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. Protect Joe Burrow. You have the money to do so. You have no excuse for not protecting this investment. Yeah, I agree. Um, let me give this to you, though. So, we had NFL honors, which I loved. I loved that they made jokes at Brian Flores' expense. If you didn't watch, there's a part where Jimmy Fallon and his cousin Sal are making jokes on sports betting because they're both really into it. And 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 Jimmy Fa- or Jimmy Kimmel goes, hey, give me the odds on uh, whether or not Bill Belichick accidentally texts Aaron Donald when Aaron Rodgers wins MVP. Uh-huh. So they're literally just throwing oh, Brian gosh. Flores for getting the wrong text gosh. about the head coaching job, you which was so raw. But we had NFL honors. It was really funny. Josh Allen made jokes about uh, overtime, which, speaking of which, they are. Let me just pull this up real quick because I don't. They they uh, they just announced what? Um, sorry. So the NFL NFL's offseason priorities. Number one, re- uh, change the Rooney Rule. That's something they want to do, which is another conversation for another time. Yeah. A conversation I don't want to have tonight. Really? Um, they want to address taunting and overtime rules. That's number Thank two on their list. Good. So 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 the overtime rules will be discussed at NFL. Um, so we talked about that in NFL honors, but the thing that I think we were waiting to see was who was going to win MVP. Was it going to be Aaron Rodgers or was it going to be Tom Brady or was it going to be somebody else? And the issue with it is, is we've talked about earlier, like it doesn't matter that Aaron Rodgers is winning MVPs because he's doesn't not matter. winning Super Bowls. You can and have once, it, Aaron. and and. So, MVP is cool if it's combined with a Super Bowl. Yeah. But usually, I don't know why or statistically. Or sandwiched in between. Or with a good Super Bowl. Or with a good playoff run. Even. Yeah. Like, you make it to the AFC, NFC Championship, you lose. Like, if Josh Allen was to win MVP or Patrick Mahomes was to win MVP, okay. Yeah. That's, like, okay. But to go out like he did to Jimmy Garoppolo and not even have a touchdown, that's just a slap in the face. So, uh, where do I, like where do I start with this? So the MVP is an individual award, and for those of you who don't know that the way the media votes on MVP is the award is voted on before the playoffs. So Which unfortunately, I agree. It's not an award that's given based off of how like X player did, which I think it. It's hard because I understand their purpose because then you might have someone who had not that good of a regular season who had an amazing playoff season. But also, now that I say that out loud, it doesn't sound that crazy because to me, like, if you clutch up in clutch moments, then that's that's good. The only thing I guess you could say is maybe it's a one-hit wonder. It doesn't count. It's not credible. Yeah. I can understand that. 
So maybe that's part of the reason that they don't want to get caught up in media playoff bias or recency playoff bias. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, can you can you look up? Can you uh, unless you unless you got something else you're working on? Can no, you pull up uh, Aaron Rodgers' regular season stats for me? Yeah. Because I already know he didn't lead the league in he didn't lead the league in touchdowns and he didn't lead it in passing yards because who do we know did do that? Papa Tom. Tom freaking Brady and it's it's honest. I'm sure Tom doesn't care. He shouldn't care. No. Because he has seven Super Bowls, so like it doesn't matter how many MVPs okay. you have. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Give it to me. So his regular season, he had. Well, does this include? No, I don't think so. I don't think it does. It says regular season. Okay. He had um, 4,100 passing yards. Okay. 37 touchdowns, four picks. Okay. 119 passer rating. So. Or 111, sorry. It's really cool. Really cool and incredibly efficient for you to throw only four interceptions in a season. That's crazy. He hasn't even thrown 100 interceptions in his whole career. Yeah. Incredible. But at the end of the day, this is this is what I have to say. Every single person in this world, every single thing that you want to buy in this world is going to come with a backslide. It's going to come with a downslide. It's like when when people get married, like there's like you Liv didn't marry a perfect man and like and, yep. well, Liv might be perfect, so I won't even say yeah, that. But she maybe. married an imperfect man. Don't lie. So all I'm saying is just because you have imperfections doesn't mean you can't be great. Brett Favre's a perfect example. All these other dudes in the Hall of Fame, perfect example. There's yeah. plenty of things that all these guys couldn't do. And you know what? They're still great because of it. Matt Stafford's the same way. You can say what you want. Like, you can come out and say, he throws too many interceptions. He led the league in pick sixes. He led the league in interceptions. Okay? Well... What's that? What is the ultimate the, goal yeah. of any football season? And What's goal. the goal? Win Super Bowl. Win That's Super Bowl. That's the only goal. So if I but but I'm telling so you, so really but, greatness but, should be measured in Super Bowl. How can you? And but that's it. How did he win a Super Bowl? Like that shouldn't be possible, right? Yeah, because, because he threw, he threw picks. So many picks. Here's the thing, though. It doesn't. If you can overcompensate for your flaw, then it makes that flaw look so much more minuscule. And when we call out that flaw, it's like. Dude, you're just a hater. Because he won a Super Bowl anyway. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what his red flag is or what he's bad at because he's willing to overcome it. Yeah. And honestly, I'd rather have someone like, I'd rather be in a marriage with Matt Stafford where, you know what, like, I know his flaws, but he's accountable for those and he overcomes them. Yeah. Where Matt Stafford is, or Aaron Rodgers is, I just don't have flaws. I think I'm perfect. But I don't win when I don't it counts. Win. I don't come through when it counts. I can't come you back when it counts. You want someone that comes through when it counts. Exactly. You want someone who's accountable, someone who comes back, and someone who doesn't think they're too cool for everyone, yeah. doesn't think they're too cool to fail. Matt Stafford has no issue failing. And those who are willing to fail are the ones who win championships yep. in this life. Facts. Facts. Yeah, Papa Rogers, you heard it here first, not MVP. You can have the MVP because you... you, you yeah, you, not the real one, though. Yeah. Not the real one. You lo you went out the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And Matt Stafford was what seed? Were they one seed? No. no were they, they two seed? No, no, I think they were three seed. No, they weren't even three seed. Oh, you're oh, right. Oh, you know what? They was were that, four they seed. They were fourth seed? Huh. So they actually had to go through some pretty tough teams. Interesting. They, they beat the team who beat Aaron Rodgers... And they beat the GOAT. Oh. 
And then they clapped who a lot of people claimed to be a lot of people wanted to be the MVP of the league yeah. in uh, Kyler Murray. Oh. So so yeah, and you know who what? Else to Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, I'll say it again. We can sit here all we want and debate whether or not Matt Stafford has ever been the best quarterback in the league that year or whether he's been the most efficient in the league that year. But at the end of the day, like we've seen this before, Brett Favre's in the Hall of Fame and he threw more interceptions than anyone else. And again, this is like, if you want to be great in life, you have to live based off of principles, not rules. You have to live based off of purpose, not based off of what happens tomorrow. Mm. The principle and the purpose of the NFL is to win football games. The purpose is to win the Super Bowl. So if I can win the Super Bowl, it's here's the thing, like, uh, that show Suits. You watch Suits. I oh, watch yeah. Suits. So H- Harvey, there's a there's a part where Harvey's like this big time lawyer, like he's the dude at this firm, he's the dog. and his his greenie, his trainee or whatever is like, well, how come you get to show up late? And he's like, I get to show up late because I'm amazing at what I do, yeah. and I bring in the company a ton of money. It's like, look, you might not like a certain flaw that you have to work with with someone at work. But if they're worth the money, they're going to get paid that money. And if they're worth the money, it's because they're that successful. You can say what you want about Matt Stafford throwing interceptions. But guess what? He still won a Super Bowl. So the, the, the interceptions are not the red flag that you would like them to be. And Aaron Rodgers' absence of red flags is not the green f- – or absence of interceptions isn't the green flag that you would believe it to be either. One won a Super Bowl and one didn't and one threw – and one engaged in something that we would argue is more toxic than the other, and yet the one who threw less interceptions didn't win the Super Bowl. Facts. So, so yeah, Pulling that's that's my right piece here. on the MVP award. You can have it. Should have gone to Tom, but again, Tom doesn't need it because Tom wins Super Bowls. Yeah. So we're, we're, he's he's more interested in the big boy leagues. Big league. Okay. So last thing. Well, la- yeah, I think one of the last yeah. things. Um. Let's go a way too early Super Bowl prediction. Way too early Super Bowl prediction. I told you this last year, or I told you this a week ago, I think. I said that the Chiefs were coming back for the throne. Okay. I think the Chiefs are running it back to the throne. So Chiefs against? Chiefs, you're not going to like this, especially after everything I just said. But I'm going Chiefs-Packers, and this is why. Because the... Wow, that kind of... The conference that the Packers have to play in, because who is... There's no way I don't think that Jimmy G beats Aaron Rodgers again. Like, as much crap as we talk about Aaron Rodgers, and we do talk a lot, like, we do understand he's one of the best to ever do. Yes, we understand. He's just not in the most upper of echelons. He doesn't have to deal with Tom Brady anymore, which means he doesn't have to worry about the Bucks, And... There's no way that... There's no way that he has that bad of a like game. Like, if he comes back... They're automatically winning the division. Yeah, like, yeah, all you have to do is show up and you win that. Yeah, game. and I don't think he's going anywhere because it's going to be way too hard to play anyone else. Yeah. So my Super Bowl prediction is Chiefs and Packers. Okay, who wins? I need a score. I just need. A, I just need. A it's going to be the Chiefs, dude. Patrick Mahomes is not done because I I called the Mass Stafford fourth quarter comeback. I just see these things. I just see them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just call it how I see it, and I'm calling it. Patrick Mahomes is going to win a Super Bowl. He's going to go to another AFC championship, and Gronk's going to say, hey, these dudes in the league, I think they're forgetting about you, bro. And he's going to come out of the shadows like Batman and say, nah, nah, nah. Just because I'm not the most talented doesn't mean I'm not still the GOAT. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. I'll mess with that. Now, we're going to go on to Dark Horse Contenders. Who is your... I'll give you mine too, but... Okay. Give me your Dark Horse. Who is the Bengals of next year? You want to hear it? Yep. You want it? Yep. All right, I'll give it to you. Give it to me. It's the least sexy answer in the book, but it's the one I'm rolling with. Okay. I'm going Cincinnati. Like you this, can't no, no. I can't go Cincinnati as the Cincinnati of next year. No, no, you, no. Stop it. Stop it. They no, went but, to the Super Bowl. They could be dang near what the favorite out of the AFC. Don't give me no, that. No, they're not the favorite out of the they AFC. Could be, they're not the favorite. But you, you, you want they're to know the They're not even the top they're, two best. They're, they're the fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl next year. They're not a dark horse. Try again, bub. I just don't see, like... I don't see them running to the Super Bowl again the same way that I see the Bills running, the same way that I see the Chiefs running. I don't know what the Titans are doing, but the Titans aren't terrible, but I'm not ready to pick them to go. No, uh, you want a you dark horse? I want horse? a true dark horse. Oh, fine. Okay, so if I'm going dark horse, I, I'm like kind of tied. I'm torn between two right now. Because I've got one in my head. And I, look, I, I really like the Colts if they get a quarterback. If the Colts get a quarterback, I really like them to go to a Super Bowl. Okay. Just the way the defense That's... is constructed, and I think they'll get a good wide receiver in the draft this year. Okay. But my tie, if I can't pick the Colts, if the Colts don't figure out the Carson Wentz thing, my pick goes to, and I already know I'm going to regret picking this because I feel like I'm a pseudo fan of this team. Like I feel like I've just talked enough about them and played enough as them in Madden. And now that I've said that, Here you know go. exactly who I'm talking about. But I'm just saying, like, I could see – the Ravens, if they figure everything out, Lamar gets back healthy. You get all your running backs back. Like I think all the Ravens. Backs. Again, you're asking me to pick dark horse. I don't think there's anyone to pick between outside of Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. But if I have to pick someone over there, I'm picking the Ravens or the Colts. Really? I got. I, maybe you forgot about this team. Are you thinking of? This is my dark horse. You ready for it? Yeah. Because they got a bad man at quarterback. The Chargers. They're my oh, dark horse. Yeah. No. Because here's right. my thing. I, I, I was wrong. I want to drop my pick. I just spent the last five more minutes talking out of my, like a moron. Yeah. It's the Chargers easily. Because here's my thing. If Brandon Staley doesn't, rob, doesn't D them down, they go in and they probably beat the Bengals because they did them dirty last year, this year. In the, like, they whooped them bad. And then they go play the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs this year. And then guess what? They're in the Super Bowl. And they had a dang good chance of beating them. With that bad man with a better offensive line and Justin Herbert is just as good, probably better than Joe Burrow. Dude, That's we're my so lucky. Course. Okay, so let, just give me give me two minutes. And we're gonna do this. So we had a bunch of topics left. We're obviously not gonna have enough time to break all of them down. We'll get some in next week. But this is what we're gonna do. You don't know this is coming. We're gonna go lightning round. We're gonna call just that boy blitz. We're just blitz creaking these boys. Okay. I'm gonna give you just. I'm gonna give you the question. You give me a t your take in 30 seconds. All Kay. right, Blitzkrieg. That's what we're calling this segment. Kay, Blitzkrieg. Okay. So James Harden said today. He said he's gonna be ashamed if he doesn't win a championship after having played with guys like Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, KD, and Kyrie. How should we view James Harden as of right now? Soft. 
Easily. Soft. Like, I, I don't even have anything else to explain about that. He's soft. He's a quitter. He only cares about himself. He's an iso ball backyard player. Doesn't know how to play with the team. Was spoiled by D'Antoni and Daryl Morey in Houston. Given whatever he wants. He's unathletic. He's on the down. He's on the downhill of his career. And I think he was an upgrade for the Sixers. But if he doesn't win this year, he's never going to win. Was Jonathan Taylor robbed of Offensive Player of the Year? As much as I would like to say he was, I don't think he was. Is he the best running back in the league? Yes. Yeah, all right. Not even. Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry did not look very good against the Bengals. He looked very pedestrian. Against a team that had no D-line. Yeah, like, he looked very pedestrian. Jonathan Taylor not only was the best running back in the league, but he carried the Indianapolis Colts made Carson Wentz look way better than he really was. Speaking of your boy, because you know that's your boy. Oh, that's God. your Stop. boy, your good friend, Stop. Carson Call Wentz. My good friend, okay, Carson. Tell me, what what should the Colts do, and what are the Colts going to do with Carson Wentz? So the there's been rumors, and there's been a lot of talk. I think basically everyone knows now that the Colts are looking to either release him or trade him by March 8th so they don't take the extra $7 million cap hit that would be guaranteed to him by then. So I I think the Colts are going to try and trade him. I don't think they're going to be able to trade him, so I think they're going to... If they do trade him, I think it will be for something not very... It'll be for maybe a wide receiver, maybe a a second-round pick, a piece, something like that, maybe a D-end. Not going to be very much. And I think what they should do is release that A, get rid of him, say goodbye, sayonara, and we need to go get Russell Wilson. All right. Okay, tell the people what's going on. Tell the people, like, just just take a little, like, two-second victory lap and tell the people what that the Cardinals should do with your boy Kyler. This is what I'm going to say. You've been saying this. I've been saying this for a year. And no one's believed me, but I've heard whispers and I've heard rumors that Kyler Murray is full of himself, is a finger pointer, that basically everything that they, that the whistleblowers are saying about him is true. That he's selfish, he's a whiner, he doesn't know how to lead, he's been given everything his whole life, and he expects the world of everyone else to go win for him. Uh, this is super random. A couple years ago, I went on a date with a girl. She said she went to high school with him, and she said he was a grade A douchebag that no one even liked him on the football team. They just knew he was amazing. As much as I think of a great talent he is, I think... I Honestly, I think they should just stay with him and see if you can get some veteran guys around him. He was fine with when D-Hop was there. Maybe get Larry Fitz as like one of the assistant offensive coordinators to like stabilize that because Larry Fitz, we all know, is literally like the cool uncle that nothing can go wrong when he's around. That's what I think they should do. Okay, a couple more, then we're done. Was Jalen Ramsey at all washed this year, or he just had a couple big plays given up on him? He wasn't washed this year. He the First off, the, the T. Higgins, whatever, that doesn't even count. And then the one miss in the fourth quarter on that drive went on the hitch, when he tried to jump it, he just tried to jump it. Happens to everybody. I, he's touchdown fine. against the Bucks to Mike Evans. It was against the goat against a top receiver in the league. All right, one on one coverage that's bound to happen at least once. Okay, the next three, I'm just giving you straight up. You just tell me 
like in like ten words or less where they're going or whether they're staying. Okay. Derek Carr. He's gonna stay in L.A. I mean, in in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Russell Wilson. As much as I'd like to say he's going to the Colts, I think he's staying in Seattle. You see him going anywhere else? The only other place I could see him going is maybe Denver. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. I would like to see him come to the Colts even though I'm not a huge fan of him <laughs> because anyone's better than Carson Wentz, but I think he stays with the <laughs> Packers. Like, And this makes me sad. Anyone's he should stay there. All right, well, that is our take for today. We got to give it to him, all right? Whoa. Whoa.